0: Hello, Aussie music fans. Welcome to the very first episode of Silly Talks. I'm your host, Saba, from the Silly McQuiggles blog, and I'm super excited to launch this little venture of mine. I'm kicking off this podcast series with a chat to a Melbourne-based musician and producer, Desiree. Desiree is an independent artist that creates alternative music, broadly speaking, but her sound includes other influences as well, like soul, dark synth pop, and industrial vibes. The funny story is that, of all social media platforms, we connected on LinkedIn. After listening to Desiree's first EP, Love Train, and reading up on her, I thought it would be interesting to get to know her better. So we caught up virtually back in October, when Melbourne was still in its sixth lockdown. We began where you normally do, talking about Desiree's first steps in the music biz and what she's achieved so far. So don't go anywhere, because the silly talk is about to begin. listen uh first of all if you can tell me a bit about your you as a musician um how it all started for you whether you have any background in music you know like uh, what if you play anywhere if you've been digging around or you know about, about what you've released and so on so basically if you could just sell yourself to me as a musician then what would that pitch be
1: okay to sell myself as a music, musician i think it's um it's more or less like I feel like I do. I just do music. I feel like in in terms of creativity, it just it so happened to form in into music, the music realm. Um, it started off very much with my appreciation for music from a young age. Um, I had music growing up, so um, my dad, my dad was was a muso when I was younger. So you know, um, I would always hear him practicing, getting ready for gigs, writing music. So I was in a, a musical environment um, from, yeah, as early as I can remember. Um, and it sort of developed on from there. I did go to like a Steiner school, which is, I'm not sure if you've ever heard of Rudolf Steiner, but it was very focused on, yet yeah, violin. You had to learn an instrument. Um, so I just, I always had that around me, that creative, um, that just the creativity and, and, and you know, music and good music as well. So my um, inspiration. A lot of my inspiration even just at a young age listening to like elvis presley listening to the beatles like all the old classic songs um i yeah i was exposed to that at a very young age so i think starting to write music started so young i think my first songs i, I was writing was probably when i was 12 mm-hmm. 11 and 12. And um, that started with guitar. Um, I never got lessons for guitar or, or too many of my instruments, like only like cello and violin. So a lot of the songwriting started in a really quite primitive way for me. So it would start with, like, it's so strange because, like, it's, it's not something that can really be taught, I think, when it comes to creating something new musically. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it was, it's very interesting. It started with me just obviously, you know, playing acoustic guitar. I couldn't really quite get an electric guitar sound that I wanted, so I pre- pressed the guitar strings really hard and I could somehow make it sound a bit distorted. I record, I recorded on a few tape machines and things like that. But, um, yeah, so that, that's, that's really where it started. It started really primitively um, and it was just a great way for me to express myself. Um, and it it helped me at school a lot as well. So going into school, people were like that's really sick or that's really cool playing the talent. And so I, for some reason, when I was so when I was young, I had a lot of confidence, and I was like, yeah, all right. And I'd get up and I and I play my songs, and it was just it was um it was everything I enjoyed. Um, yeah. So to start with, yeah, that's sort of how it began. Um, and then, yeah, progressing on from there, I, I always did music. I always created, always wrote a new song. And was, it, the best the best feeling is to show other songwriters when you write a new song. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd always be like, oh, dad, check out this or any friends or I had a lot of music friends, you know, oh, what do you reckon about this or this song? I've written a great song. So, um, yeah, it's sort of, it's just, it's it's been a huge part of my identity for as long as I can remember.
0: Um,
1: and then um, I think for me, moving into the producing side of things is where it's sort of fermented where it got a bit more established um in terms of i was able to branch out and and be more complex you know mm-hmm. so like there's there's elements of songs i like that i was able to put into a context and have complete creative control over everything um and that for me i think was where i was like this is yeah, this is what I really want to do. This is what I enjoy. This is, you know, this is me being able to, you know, just be as creative as I can be and and be able to do things to a professional level on my own, Do you know? So it was just, um, yeah, being able to sort of take the control and go into the production side of music to produce my own songs was was the best, biggest step because I had a lot of, Issues, I think, you know, when you go into a studio, you kind of like, there's something you hear, like, you're kind of like, oh, I just, I don't like my voice like that. And you kind of, if you go to say it, they go, oh, no, it's better. This, you know what I mean? You get told a lot what's what's right and what's wrong. And to be able to go and um, discover the scope of that to the very end and, and to learn for yourself, like, oh, no, I actually do like, you know, and, and realize that you do know what's best instinctively for your art. That for me, um, yeah, has really, that's sort of what's brought me to where I am now in terms of feeling established and, and having developed. Cool. Yeah. So it looks
0: like you're a very much like a DIY musician. So you went through all the stages yourself, kind of like discovering all the elements of doing that. That's pretty cool. But I wanted yeah. to hang on to what you said about your dad. What, what's it like to grow up in a let's say in in a way kind of musical background and also I saw a a post on your Facebook I think where you had a photo with your dad and you said you Mm -hmm. know that you work with him as well so Mm -hmm. is it easy or like does it help you when you work with him because I can imagine that obviously he praises a lot of your work but he can be also Mm -hmm. the harshest critic so what's it like to Mm -hmm. work with family in that context for you?
1: Oh, my God, it has its ups and downs, I'm not going <laughs> to lie. Um, there's been times where I'm just like, Dad's lost the plot. He doesn't know what he's talking about, you know what I mean? Like, we, we have definitely disagreements, but the, the main thing is that we have each other's best interest. So, therefore, you're going to be in a better position to think, you know what, um, maybe I do need to re-question what I feel so gung-ho about. So it does give you that really good compromising ability working with, with family because... Um, you do trust their opinion, you trust they have the best, you know, intentions. It's not so much it's a time limit, it's a money thing, you've paid for the studio time. It's it's coming from a place of, no, this is what I truly believe is best for this song. So um, it, is, it is good uh, and it is tricky at times too because, yeah, you're very much having to really think about it. But at the end of the day, um, I think he does, he, my dad is like, you know it's your song so you know you have your veto by you know at the end of the day um but yeah no his contribution i think my first ep that we did that was very heavy dad's production um and then coming to the next ep which i'm going to be releasing which is very um oh it's a completely different vibe but that's all my production and he's coming in just as the mixing engineer at the end so um Yeah. So it's, it's funny because the, yeah, the collaboration for both projects are are very heavy. He started the, the last one in 2017 and then this one's predominantly my production with him just helping. Yeah. With the final touches. So.
0: Okay. Yeah. Are you guys into the same kind of genres of music or are you completely different? So you're into this and he's into that. And then you kind of try to compromise or is it like the same vibe more or less?
1: There's literally no one closer in this world that I could, say has the same and feels the same about music as my dad and me like we are completely in sync with that like I know that there'll be a day where I'll be
0: I don't know there'll just
1: be a song that comes on and there's those moments where it hits you like for me it's usually old soul music it doesn't even necessarily have to be really related to my music or my genre but there's sometimes there's just that one song and I'm like that song is just every, it's what life is about. You know, I'll find a song that gives me that feeling and I feel like, you know, if we were to shoot it up into space and to explain to aliens what humans feel, it would be that song. And I'll send it to my dad and I'll be like, Dad, isn't this just everything? And he'll always respond back with, Desi, that, that is what it's all about. Do you know what I mean? So we have that complete connection with with music and, um, yeah, identifying music that, that we enjoy or that we think is... You know uh, uh yeah like a, an art form for for you know this era yeah. of life you
0: know cool yeah. desiree is also a producer and in part two of our silly talk she introduced me to her collaborative music project desiree music um i want i wanted to ask you about the producing bit so um you do everything yourself so you write the songs you produce them you record them everything and your dad does the mastering and, and mixing and so on so it stays in the house so to speak so you don't let anyone else touch it so it's just you yeah Oh
1: that right?
0: okay yeah. that's cool and um do you produce for anyone else or is it just for yourself for the moment
1: yeah so that's what the I guess the business is um, gotcha. on mm-hmm. the side so that is um yeah that is starting I mean there are a few artists that I've I've done some producing for um which is what's made me start this because uh start this business as as a whole um and it's it's yeah it's definitely um yeah, it's definitely something at the beginning stages in terms of, mm-hmm. of producing um, other artists. But I actually was, I super enjoy it because a lot of people that are sort of interested or, or come and inquire or that I work with are coming through through seeing the work I've done as an artist. Mm-hmm. So it's it's kind of, um, yeah, it's it's tying in with, with what I'm about. Um, so it's quite organic, you know, in terms of working with, the, people, the artists that want to work with me. It feels it feels very collaboratory and it feels very um, a part of who I am to, to do that also.
0: Okay. So you yeah. said the business is at the kind of like beginning stages, yes? Yeah? So uh, does it mean that you've already established it and you've got artists that come to you or is it, you know, you've established and you're kind of waiting on things to come to you and, you know, where is, where is that at? Because I couldn't find anything about it which yeah led, yeah led me to kind of thinking that you know it's just like at the inception kind of conception place but you you would know better so
1: yeah no absolutely I think um just with um look I've, I've got through university obviously mm-hmm. I went to um I did um uni with pre- producing so I have a few yeah. networks through there so there's a couple of people that will say hey look can you I would I would, we do a collaboration. Can I sing on this? I do some work in terms of doing vocals for people and their songs. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of collaboration as well. But um, yeah, more or less, I've had a few people come through from my Instagram page. So mm-hmm. I'm working with two artists at the moment, which are both female producers. So uh, well, inspiring. So it's kind of um, it's not so much mentoring, but it's it's more or less um, yeah. I think I think they 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 are interested to work with me because not only do they sort of want my input or to help or to, to be a part of the project but also I think from the aspect that um I'm a female doing it and they you know what I mean so it's kind of it's it's just it's more of an uplifting kind of thing I don't know so yeah that those those are just the few people that I've, I've been working with also um my brother as well who's who's an artist nice. himself so I'm doing produ- producing for him as well so um yeah and then there's yeah it's it's just it's at the moment it's through word of mouth it's just through the small little networks I have that I'm that I've been doing work so um yeah so that that's where it started and um yeah, I mean, it's at the beginning stages, um, I have a website that's just in the process of being made. Mm-hmm. So then it's just going to um, filter through, you know, inquiries. And, yeah, it's great because my dad as well, he can obviously do, you know, if I, if I have too many projects on at once, you know, and then people have, you know, references because they can hear the songs and be like, oh, cool. It's like a dad's production. And so, yeah, so that's that's sort of where it's at in terms of, business stage. Okay
0: so do you want it to be your future career uh, and like do you want to completely focus on music? I'm not sure what you do on the side or if the music is your mm. main focus now mm. and you can sort of you know kind of make a living off it. I know it's difficult um, yeah. but do you want it to be like your main thing in the future or you know is it just like a hobby for you at this stage as well?
1: Um. So look the music business that is that is what my living is. So that is what 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 I'm moving into. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like at the moment in, in terms of money, I do things on Fiverr, like you know voiceovers and, and you know stuff to do within the audio scope. But um, my my focus is is and my motivation and my goal is always purely um, creativity, right? So that would be being an artist. Um, and I find that I am able to be creative when it comes to um, kind of creatively directing other people's projects as well. So I get the same, you know, um, feeling as when I do my own projects as I get when I'm, say, putting, like, a, an artist that I know is really good with with um, a producer who's really good and knowing that kind from that that level of, you know, how that project is going to turn out. But... So yeah, it's look for me. It's, it's definitely artist. Being an artist um, is is probably my main objective. Performing, singing, writing that's that's who I am. But I get can... yeah, the other stuff is too, but it's it's more like <laughs> it's 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 secondary.
0: <laughs> sure,
1: but I can. Yeah.
0: From what you've been telling me now, I can see that you're a networker as well. So you put people together when it comes to that, and I guess that's the way to go and like through collaborations and stuff, you know, because that's what music is all about at the end of the day as well. So that's good to see. Okay, Um, I don't know if it's just the wording, but it kind of um, got me interested in the way you put it. Um, When you talk about Desiree Music, and I'm just gonna have to quote it, it says something that you um, want to refine the alternative music content that people bring to you. So like when you do the collaboration, It kind of sounds really technical, but I guess it can be broken down to very simple things. So what do you mean by like refine alternative music content? If you could just kind of, you know, yeah, a little bit better. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So refining um, alternative music content, I think um, music that comes from bedroom music, that's alternative in terms of maybe, yeah, just out of the box or different. I feel like there is gold in music like that to be like refurbished and made commercial. Like, do you know, like there's there's ideas of gold in music mm-hmm. like that, that just because on the surface, it's not translating to a commercial sound, it has the ability to to be brought to life essentially. Mm-hmm. So um, that's that's what I see in music. And I can hear, I could hear, I could hear if someone sent me something so rough, played in the bedroom, you know, and like it to to an like to to maybe a non musical ear or anything, it would just be like mm-hmm. that is garbage. It's mm-hmm. it's like I can see where it can go sometimes. So, okay. um, and and it's, it's very much comes from myself. <laughs> Doing my own home studio, making something, you know, something sounding bad and just being like, how can I, you know, because I, I listen all the time to professional music. I listen all the time to like like your Billie Eilish's and her brother, for instance. Like mm-hmm. they they've done a bedroom thing and they've made it so professional. Oh. Um, so I think that's I think that that for me is is kind of yeah what what i meant by that like yeah if that makes sense it's kind of hard to explain i guess no, but, it yeah. makes
0: sense, and it i think it is coaching at the end of the day because you take your experiences you know from like doing the home recordings and then you know how to make them professional like you said so i think it's a it's yeah. great that you can speak from experience yourself yeah, yeah. amazing yeah. in part three of our silly talk desiree and i discussed the ups and downs of being an independent artist and the things she finds challenging when promoting herself speaking of being independent and unsigned is that a choice that you made at some point or is it just that for the moment because you're starting out you want to be independent and then you wait and see because that's a question i ask everyone
1: (laughs) yes no it's super interesting so um definitely so um look my views have changed very much so since um since the love train um i mean at that stage for me it was like my my biggest dream was to to definitely um you know get signed you know that because you've it's 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 about having all the resources and everybody believing you to to bring to life something that you've you've, you've come up with right so mm-hmm. like it, it it i mean ultimately it's 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 not like I, I could never be against that because that's 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 the dream right to be able to have all the resources to bring something of yours to life so um i would say this definitely still is still a thing for me however um it is not the be all end all for me it is not what i think about every day as my number one aim like my my number one aim is just to develop you know so that's like in the forefront and then i know that with you know with all that work that I put in to develop myself, it, the opportunities just come. So, um, yeah, so I, it is It is definitely something that I would want to, yeah, eventually be signed. But, um, yeah, for now, yeah, I guess, I, like, I'm, I'm just happy to see where I can go on my own, you know, like it's, yeah.
0: Because so there are obviously benefits and downsides to being independent and signed, you know? So I can imagine that if you're signed, you've got all this platform you know that for marketing and there's money behind you that you know the the, uh, record label throws um what do you think are the downsides of being independent or like what are the challenges for you for instance at this stage
1: um it's it's very um it's not as time effective (laughs) because you have to do everything yourself right so um there's a huge part of me that likes doing that to learn um to also establish myself so if i got if i like a lot of people sort of view my music or when I get people like it, it's kind of you're establishing yourself enough so that when, if you were to be put in that position to be with a record label, there's not much that needs to be changed. You know what I mean? You've you've kind of, that's that's for me is the biggest thing. Um, And yeah, the biggest downside Following on from that would be to be signed to a label and to be lost creatively and identity, you know, and lose your identity as well. I think, I think that's the biggest downside. Um, probably, um, yeah. I guess yeah. There'd be timeframes. You'd have to, you know you have to take into consideration a lot more people's opinions rather than just me and my dad's opinion. Like, you know, like we talk about it being difficult arguing with my dad sometimes, like like think like a team of like 10 people, you know, and them all saying this is the best song and you're just like, that's my shitest song. Like why? No, I, I don't care about money. I'm just an artist. So um, I think, yeah, all those things would be the downside. But, um, yeah, you know. You, yeah, you just navigate everything
0: as it comes, I suppose. And um, so like you mentioned as well, and a lot of people that I've talked to recently, they mentioned that that it's a real challenge for them when they're independent and unsigned, like that multitasking, that they have to do everything yourself. And I can imagine it is distracting as well, because obviously you guys are creative. So what you want to ultimately concentrate on is being creative and like, you know, be, being the artist that you are. So sing, write, whatever, perform. But then you have to do all this stuff behind. So like market yourself constantly, um, you know, look for connections and stuff. So and, you know, many thing, many of those things I suppose you don't like doing but you have to, because obviously if you want to establish yourself, then you have to put all the hard work. What's the least favorite part of being independent for you? Be honest.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so yeah, least favorite part, definitely like just doing so much. Um, I think, look, PR is quite hard, you know, doing the PR, you know, just, just having to hustle on a sales front. So, you know, calling places up, emailing places, um, Oh god, like yeah, organize like it's it's more expensive as well. Obviously, so you have to you have to keep a day job to be able to then input and you know pay for yourself, pay your you know invest in yourself. So um, yeah, working as an independent artist. Yeah, I think yeah, my least favorite is um, I don't know. It's, it's just it's just having to do too much yeah and it's 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 in that and that's to do with yeah definitely the um, the promoting of yourself I find that the hardest is promoting myself um, and in really pushing it because to create something it's quite a vulnerable place right it's it's from quite a vulnerable place um, and there's so much energy just to get that out to to record it to feel good about it to, finish it to finish something is huge you know Mm -hmm. um and you just almost want to be like there you go world like i'm exhausted that was all i had but like it you have to then be like this is worth your time. This is what you know, you have to then push that extra bit. And it's it's a completely different mindset. And it's it is quite destructive to the original, you know, to, to the art, you know, and it and it stops you from you know creating the new one. Or mm-hmm. it's just, it's just, yeah, it's it's constraining of, of where your time is best spent.
0: True. And um, yeah. I've got a few friends who are musicians as well, but on the side they work, for instance, in marketing, and they always yeah. say, the hardest part is to market yourself because if you do it for someone else then you can step away from that persona you know and you kind of see it objectively but it's really hard to kind of distance yourself from yourself in a way to sell it objectively and stuff so yeah I can imagine it's super hard but yeah yeah, you you are in Melbourne and Melbourne is one of the uh well it is the music capital live music capital of the world so you've got a lot of different opportunities in Melbourne do you think it's kind of beneficial to you because you've got all this kind of like infrastructure and stuff, you know, so I guess from my perspective, when I was living there, you know, like there's not one night where you would not have a gig that, well, in the old days, obviously, that you wouldn't Mm -hmm. have like a a big choice. And then sometimes I was like, oh my God, so many good people are playing and I'm like, I just want to be there everywhere, but I can't. So do you think like being in Melbourne helps in a way, or is it the other way around? Because there's so much, you know, offer. Then you have to work so much harder because you have to kind of um stand out from the crowd, so to speak
1: yeah, i think um yeah, in terms of the live scene i think look i don't think it hinders i don't think it hinders at all i i, I don't i don't feel like um i don't feel like the, yeah I, I don't feel like I'm, I'm i'm not i'm i'm disadvantaged in a way because of other artists i don't I don't feel that I think um, I think for me it helps. I like honestly because like more than like I, I can go to a gig say so there's some, a really good music, musician playing that I love um, and it's in Melbourne, which is great because it's the you know the music capital and I can just go there and experience the music and nothing's more inspiring than that. You know, then seeing a live performance—that's great—and knowing that it's here, and knowing that this is a venue and this is a possibility, and that you know, okay, cool, I'll finish this, and this is what I want to do or recreate. or well, you know what I mean. So for me, I think if anything, it is such a benefit to live in a place that is has got all of those things available, just for it from an inspirational point of view. Even you know, like it's it's just so inspiring to see a, a like an awesome performance. Um, so yeah, yeah, I would. Yeah, I would Yeah, yeah, I would say it's a good thing, yeah.
0: Part four is the last one in this silly talk. Here we wondered whether musicians can also be successful business people and why coaching is so important when it comes to creating a personal brand. Okay, just maybe to... um wrap it up and then we can do uh, an informal part as well um what do you think are the biggest challenges for the music business like in the 21st century um, <laughs>
1: yeah um, for me yeah it, what's been such a struggle and as I was saying you know when I you know first released my EP it was having no understanding of what I meant to do so look there's something I think artists are severely undereducated on the fact that when you now in this day and age want to start to become a musician you're starting a business and Mm. you're starting a brand essentially like you know social media platforms is a thing um it's i mean even in this pandemic really specifically there's no live venues there's no scouts you know i think um It doesn't need to be scary. I think the best way is if there was more mentorship, more people in that middle ground, working with people between artist and label mentors that can grab an artist and say, okay, let's dig deep creatively what do you feel your brand is what colors represent you to create a visual what you know what i mean there needs to be a business creative persona in between the the artist you know and and the label and i really i mean that's i mean that's what i hope to if if like for instance my business would starts <laughs> and you know if there was something i could do to give back to other people from a mentoring perspective it would be that middle that middle ground mm-hmm. like have confidence in yourself this is great you know let's 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 grow on this how can we build what you're trying to talk about how can we visually represent that what can we do to you know have that translated into something that is a business or a brand for you because that's how a creative person is going to view the business side more like that opposing to you have to have um a following you need to have a fan base you need to have this to even be recognized that said is too that's that's too much you know if, if it's just got to be approached differently there is it there is a middle ground and there is just no avenue or no support for it so um yeah i mean that, that's what that's what i have to learn anyway to you know to try find the fun in in that side of promoting yourself because yeah, it is, it is a fun thing. It's just not pitched that way to anybody. Like, um, yeah, to be able to visually represent yourself or to have to think of the idea or to have to come up with a, a film clip or, you know, all of it is so it is so fun and it is so good. And it's so part of it. But you just don't know you have to do that. <laughs> like, it's just, yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting, it's an interesting place. So.
0: Yeah. And you're not the first one that says that. I mean, I've, I talked to a lot of artists who are like, you know, up and coming and they're like, I'm completely lost. I don't know what to do. I don't know who I should talk to. I don't know, you know, how to do this. That's part of the business and that side of the business. So I can completely understand. Look, people come, into the music industry if kind of like from different avenues as well so st- there are some people who go and study music management and they're artists as well so it's much easier for them obviously but then there are people like you who are just creative mm-hmm. and they <clears throat> want to do music but not necessarily kind of study how it's done so absolutely like having that mentor would be a way to kind of you know navigate that world and i'm not sure if there are any programs um i mean you've got music victoria and stuff you know there are so many buddies in australia that have something to do with music that maybe you should pitch it to them <laughs> and then <you> know, <laughs> yeah. Finally. i have like yeah. a buddy from like a, a musician who is who's kind of already down that road you know and he knows or she knows what to do so they could buddy up with you and kind of lead you that's an idea for a business too i would say
1: exactly yeah um, but it's very interesting because with just even working with people on a production level you like you even come up with the ideas there so if I'm working with somebody I'm just like oh this song you know it's giving me this vibe it's almost like a trip hop song and then I'm like you know what a really good idea for this would be this you know what I mean so you find yourself when you're in the creative process really getting into somebody's you know realm and world and it's kind of like it would be quite an easy transition with the knowledge I have now from having done it for myself and Mm -hmm. and doing it to be like, cool, this is the step plan from here. So it would be a great transition and it'd be great for somebody to to go to a producer who then can push it through from a, you know, a, a, a... a social media schedule or a plan or a, you know, all of that, um, it, you know, that would be something that I'd be looking like I'd look to entail when working with people. Cause it's just, it's not so black and white. It's so, you know, you got to get your hands dirty to, to get things happening. Like it's, it's like playing with clay. You know what I mean? It's not, a, it's not a streamlined thing. It's not linear. So.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That's it for this episode, listeners. But I'm so not done talking to Desiree yet. Tune in on Thursday evening to hear the artist break down her creative process and share news about the new music she's been working on. In the episode notes you'll find Desiree's contact details. Also, make sure to check out her Spotify profile and socials. And maybe you could even do a collaboration together? And if you liked this silly talk that you've just heard, hit the follow button please, so you won't miss the future conversations. See you back here on Thursday for a City Anchor with Desiree. Bye now!